0: To Magic the Amateur, egg. a podcast for magic players who want
1: to improve their game, learn more about the world of magic, or become more involved in their magic community.
0: Or just have a real weird time. Yeah, I'm one of your hosts, Maria. And I'm one of your
2: hosts, Megan. And on
0: today's show, we're going to be talking with Pro Tour Ixalan Top 8 competitor, Sam Islandfeld. Top
2: 4 competitor.
0: Well, you were in the top 8. Yeah, you were in the top
1: 8. But (laughs) after that, you were in the top top (laughs) 4.
0: This is my favorite part. Uh, uh, Top 4. Excuse me? Uh,
1: Top
0: uh, 4? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Sam will be here to create... All of our uh, horrible miscalculations about That's his right. journey to the top four at Pro Tour Ixelon this past weekend. And
1: in fact, the way we're going to conduct the interview is that Maria and I will say something patently false yes. about the Pro Tour
0: yeah. and Sam will simply correct it. Well, or just... I won't. <laughs> Pro Tour Ixelon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Ixelon. Whoa, whoa, actually. actually. Yeah, we, uh, it's going to be awesome because we're going to be able to go over uh, Limited with Sam uh, who did super well in the Limited portion, especially his first draft. I know the story of it, it was really cool. And uh, to kind of talk about our thoughts of the Ixalan Limited format, we're going to talk about Standard, because we saw some crazy stuff go down at the PT. That's right,
1: Maria. I know that there was at least one Standard deck out there <sighs> that really caught your
0: eye. It sure did, as Megan. As far as
1: you're concerned, it was the Cinderella at the, at the- it was well, kind
0: of yeah. I mean, like it in in my imp- opinion, it kind of made the biggest splash it was the most like unknown deck coming into the pro tour. And so on it's
1: way Ooh. out the door. It dropped one of its sleeves, and Maria <laughs> picked up that sleeve <laughs> and is now on a quest. I'm on a quest <laughs> to find the card that it fits. What fits in here? Yeah, literally
0: any standard <laughs> any, songs Magic card.
2: Uh, most any card games <laughs> you could probably fit a Pokemon card in there.
0: Uh, fair, fair point. Fair Point, but we're going to talk about it. We got new decks. We've got the results of the Pro Tour. We can give you the highlights of the tournament, and we can tell you how to get into the top eight of your first PT. Sam's got uh, the literal like t- t- top ten list. Like if you do That's these right. ten things, you will make it guaranteed. It's a bullet point and a map.
2: <laughs> I have it written right here,
0: yep. right here on this little post-it
1: note. Each stop on the map is a different bullet point. Yeah, mm-hmm. they go together. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before we start. You guys, how often do you think about sharks? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I would say once every month for sure. Wow. That's like pretty often, don't you think? It kind of is. Like considering how little threats are Th- sharks are a threat to us. Like, we live in Minnesota. There's no shark within how many miles? What is the closest shark to us right now? Minnesota I mean, it's, Zoo. it's in the
2: aquarium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I was going like, to be like, a shark, is, other than an aquarium, is very far away. But if yeah. I'm counting aquariums, that's not too far.
1: Exactly. So if you're, like, afraid of sharks, an aquarium is, like, the most dangerous place
0: Yeah. For you. Yeah, I mean, a shark is born... To want to tear you to shreds. That's right. And all that's standing between a shark and your life is a glass wall. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know what? When mm. you think about all that sharks have accomplished, that gl- glass wall just doesn't seem like much.
0: Yeah. Why do you? Why do you ask? I
1: was just thinking the other day about my old coworker who was like <laughs> a shark. <laughs> knows <laughs> a shark? <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Who <laughs> no, was afraid? So afraid of sharks that every day she would Google recent shark attacks. Every day. Yeah, and this is wow. when I was living in Texas. So like the closest shark was like a four-hour drive to the coast.
0: Oh man,
2: That's I good. was like, like still there pretty far. could be a far. rainstorm, like yeah, like a hurricane. Rain down. Yeah,
1: like a big hurricane that Sharknado is, so big, is that what you're thinking it of? Picks up sharks. I'm thinking
0: of a Shark <laughs> a cane. A Shark a cane. Ooh, Sharknado. You didn't get that. you weren't nearly big enough for our imagination. <laughs> shark a cane. Shark tsunami. That even that works even you better. You've seen Ooh, the
2: you've seen the magic card. I forget which card it is. I think it's Noah Bradley where he snuck a shark oh, into, yes, the, he did. Yeah. into the Twister art. Yeah. Like that Wait, lot.
0: what? Yeah. Which card? Oh man. I Savage don't know. Savage
2: Twister, I believe. It was the the new printing of Savage Twister.
0: Let's look it up because, yeah, I do remember the the story. No, Bradley's like, he, 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 I snuck a shark into this art. And there's been, like, the stories of uh, artists sneaking, like, little uh, Easter eggs into their art over a long time. We actually did an episode... Uh, with Vorthos Mike on Twitter, Mike Lineman, Linneman, excuse me, who... Uh, oh, it's not this
2: one. It's not this yeah, one. Yeah, it's the
1: Modern Masters 2015. No, that's not No, this it.
2: is... I don't think it's Savage Twister. Just search uh, Noah I'm Bradley gonna, shark. I'm
0: going to search shark. Shark. I'm not going to get it! It's definitely not going to get, get it! Look at all these sharks! Wow, there's four sharks in magic. Shambly yeah. shark, obviously my favorite shark, Mr. Oh, Shambly. Yeah. Look at this one. This is just a classic shark. Giant shark. Yeah, it's just a
2: shark. I don't know if this is a, a shark. This is an axes hark actually. What? Because z- 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 shark's oh, in the yeah. name. Oh, yeah, this
1: one is an axe shark. Axe sh- shark. But, like, what I was going to say
0: is, like, you can go and search um, for our episode with uh, Mike, and it, he does a little Easter eggs uh, portion where he talks about cool Easter eggs that you can oh, find oh, in wait, Magic wait, Art. Oh, Called Noah
2: Bradley. No
1: card is called that. We have to do...
0: <laughs> card <laughs> Advanced name. Church. Advanced search.
1: Advanced search. Yeah. Stable.
0: All right. Well, Megan is looking for uh, this shark art. Shark. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maria think <laughs> before you open your mouth I want to say thank you to everybody who's become a patron of the show on patreon.com slash cast. thank you so much to our less than 1% club you are the best than 1% club if you ask why is the show called that or the club called that it's because that's how many people support the show so if you're sitting there thinking everybody in the world must support Magic the Amateur they're so great first of all thank you for thinking we're great that's awesome second of all you're wrong because it's, only, it's a very small fraction of our listeners so if you want to be in the club that says hey this is something that I value every we week then go to <laughs> patreon.com slash cast and throw a buck at our faces that's all we ask just a single dollar hurl it through the internet at our gosh darn faces and uh, we'll be ever grateful for you You get access to our discord chat where uh, we're going to ask some questions of Sam which people have posted our discord chat you get sweet mm-hmm. rewards you get an awesome warm feeling in your belly or your heart your choice every month you keep going we're still looking. <laughs> I'm still gonna vamp here uh, <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> you get all of that and you can uh, access our facebook group we have a facebook group for less than 1% members which is kind of cool which by the way magic the Amateur also has a facebook page so you can uh, go to facebook.com/mtacast and hit like or whatever it is that you hit when you want to be a friend of a of of an entity and not a human being we found being. it we found it oh okay you found it yeah okay
1: That's right if you go it's it's on desert twister and if you if you google oh, yeah, desert is. twister shark there'll be a little circle around
2: Actually, it. I searched <laughs> Noah Bradley Sharknado and it was the first Oh, never come mind. Up. If
1: you search <laughs> Noah Bradley Sharknado, then you will find it.
0: <laughs> so thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon.com slash Cast. Please come join our family. Be a new member. We also have to thank CardKingdom.com slash Cast, which is the link to enter into your browser of choice. Uh, when you want to go buy cards, when you want to buy Magic Paraphernalia of any kind, we always recommend Card Kingdom for their extremely fast shipping and a uh, number one one A plus excellent customer service and Megan's got some new toys. That's right.
1: Here. We've got some sick new battle decks from Card Kingdom. There's Dino Might.
0: <laughs> I like how you just got it just when you said it that was my favorite I, I did
1: not realize it until I was saying it there's, there's a raiding party which is obviously pirates there's new blood which is vampires and then there's fighting
0: fish oh, so these cool. are
1: obviously uh, these decks are built to battle against each other
0: and these four are uh, around the four tribes of Ixalan which is pretty sweet they're like 10 bucks on card kingdom and they're super yeah. fun to play Sam actually cracked one. One of these yeah, open.
2: I'm I am not affiliated with Card Kingdom, but I do think these decks are awesome. I poked my head through them. Uh, I like looked through some of the decks. They look awesome. They look synergistic. They look super fun and I'm actually kind of excited to play yeah. with them.
1: <laughs> so if you're like if you're like I want to play Merfolk but you know I've drafted a ton and uh you, you know I'm not looking to draft Merfolk. And, and I don't it, have money
0: for a modern and deck. And I'm not gonna play modern how can I battle Merfolk? There you go.
1: Head on over there, get some battle decks, and you yeah, can be fighting really cool. fish against dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: really, really cool
2: looking decks.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk about Pro Tour Ixalan with our wonderful special guest, Sam Islandfeld. Yay! Yay! First of all, we have to say a big congratulations to you because this was your first Pro Tour and you made the top eight, excuse me, top Top four. four. <laughs>
2: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> we
0: had you on the episode just a few short weeks ago that was called, like, how to qualify for your first PT. And uh, now we have to ask you, be like, all right, how do, how do you top eight your first PT? Because, yeah. Because <laughs> you did it. Excuse me. Top four.
2: Um, uh, listening to Magic the Amateur. Got okay. me all the yeah. Way the yeah. Good job.
0: Good job. All right. Oh, um, nice, nice. Nice. Yep.
2: No. Uh, playing well. uh Getting getting lucky, obviously. Playing well, getting lucky, and um, I don't know. I think...
0: I feel like you're still in shock, by the way. I am
2: still in shock. Honestly, I don't know what happened.
0: <laughs> Sam walked into my house this morning. He's just like, I don't even know what's going on still. Is that yeah. accurate? Is that, that is,
2: accurate statement? Uh, yep. I just, just literally spent all of class yesterday. I didn't take any notes. <laughs> I didn't hear a single word my professor said. <laughs> I just spent the whole class just, like, staring up and listening, but nothing registered.
0: That's fair, because you've just had, like, the most tremendous experience as a Magic player.
2: Yeah, it was really awesome. Uh, everyone I played against was so cool. Um... Uh, Mike Sigris, especially, was just one of the nicest people I've ever played against. Um, Really great player. Um, uh, Seth was really nice as well. Reed Duke, really amazing. I don't know. I played against Paul Rietzel too. Just everyone was so cool. Everyone was so cool. I was so excited to be there. Um, And just thinking back on the experience, uh, the Magic community is so great. The Magic community is so fantastic. So...
0: Awesome. Well, nice. Sam, uh, congratulations again. You made it into the top four. You made it uh, just just so proud. Like, I was sitting up there at the desk, and I was, you know, I knew you made the top eight before you did, and I was just sitting there, like, by, uh, tears in my eyes as you were going up there to go into the, the top eight ceremony because I knew you made it, and you didn't know. I didn't know. And I was just, like, bursting at the seams the whole time. Bated breath. You got into the top eight on the literal slimmest margins that mm. are humanly possible. 0.001% on tiebreakers. <laughs> oh, <So>.
2: my God. <laughs> I had done the math, and I was convinced I hadn't made it because I had done the math. Uh, I was—I thought I was in ninth place. I had calculated it out. Uh, people were texting me, yeah, like, sorry, man, like, we're still proud of you no matter what. Like, <laughs> like good job getting in ninth place. Before the standings had been posted, posted yeah, yeah. they saw that I had won my match, but they, they had all done the math, and everyone was saying, you know... Sorry that you hadn't made it. Um, so when I found <laughs> out, I was in shock. I'm still in shock.
0: Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's uh, talk through your tournament. Um, we're yeah. going to get to the top eight and standard portion. But first, we're going to start with the draft.
1: Yeah, let's start with your draft. Um, so your, your day one draft, how did it go? Day I heard it's draft. a wild
2: story. Was was fantastic. My day one draft was amazing. I 3-0'd that one. Uh,
1: what happened? Tell us your draft strategy, because there's tons of people out there yeah. who are still like, who what? knows? What? Uh, a what?
2: The most three important cards, in my opinion, in Ixal Unlimited are uh, Pirate's Cutlass, One with the Wind, and Mark of the Vampire. And I had... 3-1 with the wind, I had a Pirate's Cutlass, and I had 2 Mark of a Vampire, and nice. I felt so great about that deck. Um, <laughs> wow. What, uh,
0: what the heck were you putting them on?
2: One drops. Yep. <laughs> the, the the secret was this guy, this, this vicious conquistador. Uh, oh
1: my god, you're like <laughs> the only person out there who... So far that I've heard it is like Vicious Conquistador. Loved it.
2: Yep, you go turn one, Vicious Conquistador, turn two, one with the wind, and then you've got a 4-4, four, four, wow. basically a 4-4 four, yeah, four four flyer four. on turn two. So.
0: And oh like, my God. Would you also take something like Blightkeeper? Would you also take yes. Skittering Heartstopper oh, yes, and I put would. all these things on? Yes.
2: yes, because a turn two oh, yes. flyer is pretty good. I mean, if you think about it, like, if you have a turn two, three, four flyer, discard a card, like, you would play that in every limited deck. So that was what I was hoping to You're just building your own. Yep, build my own flyer.
0: And you're not Um, worried, like, uh, about removal
2: or bounce? So the idea of this deck is it's a tempo deck. So by the time that they have cleared your creature or that they have removed your creature, you have already hit them enough that it doesn't matter. So you're basically trading two cards and eight damage for a removal spell, and you're okay with that. Um, Alternatively, they don't have a removal spell, and you just
1: (laughs) keep asking. And they they just just win. And then they just die. Yeah, Yeah.
2: yep. That's what the Mark of the Vampire is for, though. If they do have removal spells or they do start pushing back, Mark of the Vampire turns a losing position into a winning position. Awesome.
0: Wow! You know wow. what? You are actually not the first person who I've seen draft the strategy. This we watched. Who are, who the heck were we watching? Now I'm gonna blank on blank on who it was, but they picked a Blake Keeper over a contract killing mm-hmm. Christian Calcano. Well, yeah, we've seen it Christian is like do the this. person that I. But I was thinking mean. of this last this last PT the the first draft. Um, I was watching it with BDM, and uh, yeah, that he was just like floored, and I'm like, well. This is what he's doing. Just what you said, which is like, I don't care. Give me those blight keepers because I'm going to put nonsense on them and send them into the air. <laughs> nonsense. Whatever. Get yeah. at me. Get at me. And you were saying like you like this format. A lot of people like pro players, I should say. Not a lot of um, the normal amateurs because <laughs> I like this format. We're kind of raging on it, but you like it.
2: Um, yeah, it's a fun format. It's it's fun. The cards are all fun and flavorful. Um, and it's a, very, it's a format that rewards good draft strategy. Um, it really rewards seeing what's open, uh, picking low drops early. Um, I don't think my second draft went so well, but uh, the first one I stuck to what I knew about this format, which is pick two drops, pick, you know. Like you, do, like to, you put in
0: the work, you knew what yeah. to do.
2: We call them blue jeans, we, you, you, you pick the blue jeans early. <laughs> Because you know, you say you put pants on your creature, and yeah. they're, it's they're blue, so you, you, you gotta pick the blue jeans.
1: Why would the win blue, blue jeans? So you
2: put, you know, you have a bat yep. wearing blue jeans. That's the word. adorable,
1: first of all. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm like for one surprised. Um, I feel like Ixalan, I would usually classify as like a pre denim society. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, like, you know. are not you're supposed to know. have
0: contact with a pre-denim society. Exactly. <laughs> it's against the prime directive. But, like, you know those memes where it's like, how would this thing wear pants? Would it wear pants like this? Or would it wear pants like this? Oh, the this? one that's like a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would it, like, put them on all fours? Yeah. Or would it put them on its back hinders? Like, a little bat would put it on its hinders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I.
1: Huh, so, I, what do you think? So, you yeah, threw your first draft. What do you think the difference was between your first and your second that your second one was not as successful?
0: You're in the future pod.
2: <laughs> that, to be perfectly honest, I think it was being knowing that I was on camera. Um, I. This is my first. This is the first event I've ever been. Uh, on any sort of camera for. Uh, first time I've ever been in a feature match area. First time I've ever uh, had people recording my draft picks. I just, sitting there, my hands were shaking. Uh, I was surrounded by really great drafters, you know. two uh,
0: your left, by PD, the way. is just Paulo. like
2: sitting right next to me to my <laughs> left. And I knew that. He would be analyzing my draft picks because obviously, good drafters have a very good sense of what's happening around them. Yeah. Um, so, I made a couple picks early that were uh, multicolor cards, which traditionally, when you're drafting, that's not what you want to be picking early. Yeah. And I recognized that mistake um, and I knew it when I was making it. And it was this funny thing where as I'm making these picks, I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. What are you doing? Can stop it. Okay, I guess I've got a multicolor card. <laughs> um, my Can first pack didn't it. have a lot of a lot of playable cards in it. And so I just took the most powerful one out of that one. And, Which was uh Raging Swordtooth. Okay.
0: Yeah, Your pick yeah. was Raging Swordtooth, Raging Sword
2: And then third pick was the, the most interesting one. And I this is where I drafted this is my worst pick in the whole draft. Two raging swordtooths. I could decide to force red green. Which is a poor drafting strategy, or I could see what was open and look in the pack, and in that pack there was an anointed deacon, and I took a River, excuse me, River Herald's boon.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of people would. T- I mean, that's two. It's I suppose it's third, but you know, River Herald's boon is a really good card.
2: Yeah, um, but in this format, you want to be, you want to see by the third pick, third or fourth pick. That's when you need to start looking for your your tribal powerhouses, so your anointed deacons.
0: Isn't River Herald's Boon considered that?
2: Yeah, but if I'm my first two picks are red-green, a Commune with Dinosaurs would have been a better pick than a River Herald's Boon. Okay. Um, I guess putting a 1-1 one, one counter on this format is pretty good. It's just sort of like a 2-mana, plus 1, plus 1 enchantment with Flash, but um, it still was a kind of... I think it was the wrong pick.
0: So you think you should have picked the deacon? Mm-hmm.
2: And that wasn't a hindsight thing. I thought it actually, as I was picking the River Herald's boon, I was like, pick the deacon. No, no, no. Okay, I guess we don't have a deacon now.
0: Uh. I mean, you, you're you making a good point, which is like when you're in that scenario there in the feature match pod, there's like seven cameras on you, the bright lights, is to your left, and you're, and everybody's recording your picks. You're just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I've only ever done one REL draft. When I was in a PPTQ and, uh, it was, uh, very stressful. I forgot what I picked because you can't look like in a normal store draft. You're just like picking it up. You're like, what did I pick? You look at your pile and I was just like, oh God, what did I even, <laughs> what did I even take first? What have I
1: even drafted? It's
0: like the panic and the nerves or whatever. But like, and I was standing watching you draft, um, and kind of watching Paulo cause that was the drafter I was going to do. But, uh, I was like, the third pack kind of came helped come together for you a little yeah. bit.
2: Yeah, the third pack was great. Uh, my deck sort of wasn't great. I was missing two drops. You need those in this format. But uh, I had 14 playables at the end of pack two, and then I had... Twenty-four playables at the end of pack three, so <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a pack full of okay. I guess I need this card in my deck. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, and um, you you ended up black-white vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, you picked quite a lot of mark of the vampires again.
2: Yeah, um, there was a point when I shouldn't have taken a mark of the vampire, and I should have taken. I don't know. I value that card very highly. Um, one thing I didn't realize, and they didn't tell us this before the draft, and uh, I wish I had known it, was that. You, your opponents know your deck lists. Your oh, opponents yeah. have full information on what's in your deck. And I had no idea. I just didn't know. And they told us this after the draft, and I thought the, the first thought I had was, well, shoot, these Mark of the Vampires are a lot worse. Because if my opponents know that I have Mark of the Vampires, they'll hold up their Vanquish the week. They'll side in all of their Depths of Desires. Oh, sure. They'll keep... They'll, they'll know to play around... Uh, Mark of the Vampire, and th- in the same way, I actually I probably won a match because I knew my opponent had a Wind Strider, and I chose to not swing in with my my tutu flyer because I knew what was in his list. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, the
0: reason for that is is because they're on camera. And so uh, it's only fair if everybody knows what everybody else has. Right. It
2: makes perfect sense, actually.
0: But that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. That you (laughs) may be told before.
2: (laughs) Um, One thing, if you're wondering how to prepare for this type of draft, um, the week or two before, when I drafted on Magic Online, I closed my picks I made it so I couldn't see what I was picking during the draft Yeah, um, smart. in preparation because you need to, you can't look at your picks during the draft. Whereas on Magic Online, you can sort your deck middle of the draft. You can yeah. put things in your sideboard. You can play around with it, play around with the curve, sort it however you like. Um, and so closing those that window in order to work on remembering what I picked, in order to remember what is coming around, remember signaling, all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think a takeaway for me watching all of the draft action at the PT was that um, players really, really, really highly prioritize one and two drops in this format. And we talked about the one drops. And uh, I think all I saw just a lot of really aggressive strategies be super successful. Um, One of the other pirate boys, Matt Sicking Johnson, who uh, did... uh, congratulations to him on making this pro as well yeah. he drafted an, an absolutely insane red white deck in absolutely his first draft <laughs> i've never seen anything like it yeah just never he had th- how many sky terrors three
2: yep yep uh, his deck was very strong um uh we played against each other and uh, he knew i had my one with the wins. but he just every time we played I would try to suit something up and you would go lightning strike. <laughs> I was like, well, Turns you have multiple lightning arc. strikes as well. <laughs> so um, but, he went 5 1 in draft. Really? Yeah, his second wow. draft was actually really cool and really interesting. He was four or five colors. Really? Yep. Which is an unusual draft strategy, but sometimes works out. Sometimes
0: it works out. Um, yeah.
2: Couple Drover of the Mighties, couple Seven Drops in his deck. Nice. Um,
0: Why the heck not? I mean, we saw somebody splash a Burning Sun's Avatar as well in the future match area in their draft. Absolutely amazing. Ooh, love it. Nice. Like even if you have a deck list, you're not gonna assume that's actually in their deck. <laughs> Maybe because you're like, well, they're not playing that. They're not playing any Mountains. <laughs> yep. Boom. Um, this was a funny moment, I just want to say. I was, I was uh, going through a draft builder with Guillaume Matignon, who also ended up making the top eight. He 6 sold the drafts. Um, he had a pretty sweet, this is the pod, that you were in a pretty sweet blue-green merfolk deck. And as we were building it, I'm like, oh, look at this, jungle delver didn't end up making your deck. That's really interesting because a lot of people really like this card. And he just, like, stares at me and gives me, like, the death look. And he's like, why on earth would I put a one-one-for-one in my deck? Like, I'm
1: just <laughs> <this laughs> the biggest idiot deck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like, wow. I, that, which is, I think I made a true statement. A lot of people do like uh, yeah. to play this card, but also it just goes to show you that there is not always one prevailing correct mm-hmm. strategy or whatever else.
2: He only had one, one with the wind in his deck. I actually lost him in that yeah. in that draft. Um, he only had one, one, one with the wind and you would play a one, one for one if you have three, one with the winds. Okay,
0: sure. But yeah.
2: uh, typically people aren't playing that many one with the wins because typically you can't get more than one because people are taking them very highly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So like overall, any closing thoughts for you on draft format if people want to get better? Um, Should we
1: crack a booster? (gasps) Oh, yeah. Let's let's do Okay. Wait, give us us your thoughts.
0: Well, Um, during the the cracking moment.
1: (laughs) We're going to talk about the cards
0: and then we'll talk about what we would take.
2: Uh, I will say... Taking if, if you're gonna be drafting this format, Pirates Cutlass is stronger than most first picks.
0: Pack one, pick one. Yep,
2: because it's colorless, um, and I would even advocate. I people have disagreed with me strongly on this, but I would take it over like a lightning strike. Uh, the all uh, all of my top uncommons in this set are creatures because you need strong, aggressively costed creatures in your deck, and then my fifth best uncommon is Pirates Cutlass. Which is a common. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's All a right. good card. All right, Let's here take a we look. go. Okay, so we've got a Bishop Soldier. This card's great.
2: One of probably the best common two drop in the set.
1: Uh, March of the Drowned, <laughs> Ryle, Shining Aerosaur. Yeah.
2: Which is a good card, but it's best in the Vampires deck, which already has a five drop problem because you've got Bishop of the Bloodstained, Anointed Deacon. Um, bishop of rebirth which is a rare but
1: yeah i'm a vampire stack i'm uh i've got a five drop problem (laughs) welcome thank you welcome Welcome. vampires thank you
2: thank you for for sharing
1: (laughs) uh blossom dryad depths of desire a contract killing all right um a cancel water trap weaver Hijack. Okay, I'm gonna stop there. So those are our commons so far. So assuming that this was, what if you open a pack and it's only commons? Which of these commons are you taking?
2: Um, which of these commons? If uh, I had to pick packs. one of these commons, I would be taking the bishops, bishops, soldier, which is the hardest to say. <laughs> Do name you want to know it? my
0: trick? This is literal my trick because I could never say it. It's called bishop soldier.
1: Oh.
2: Bis- Bishop soldier. Yep,
0: and that, that, one sounds like it, that one sounds like you're saying it. Bishop soldier. It's the singular. <laughs> Bishop anyway. soldier.
2: Oh, that works so well. Um,
1: All right. Wow. Over over a contract killing.
2: Yeah, it's not to say that contract killing isn't a good card. In fact, I saw uh, I was playing next to Reed Duke during draft one, and his deck was playing two looming altisors, multiple contract killings, yeah. uh, and a, a treasure map. So his strategy was to clog up the board, play some flyers, play a treasure map, make a bunch of treasures, and draw two cards every turn. And so there, there are strategies that really want contract killing. But in general, that's not... It's, Doesn't it's go in every not deck. Not every deck like okay. you'd expect.
1: All right. For our uncommons, we have Lookout's Dispersal, Raging Swordtooth, <laughs> and Raptor Hatchling... Are you changing your pick? (laughs) Are you considering your your recent experience? Are
2: you taking this (laughs) raging sword tooth? Well, I would hope to take the bishop. You know what? That two drop vampire, and instead somehow manage to end up with a raging sword tooth in my deck. Uh Uh,
1: Take the bishop soldier. Take the bishop soldier. Um, How do I have a raging sword tooth in my pile? Um, Oh oh, well.
2: I will say, uh, staying open in this format is really strong. Reading your signals, it's a very like. It rewards drafting well. Um, taking Swordtooth is not the best first pick because it's in two colors, and starting in two colors is not where you really want to be. Um that being said, Raging Tooth is maybe the most important card if you're going to end up that and Charging Monsters are the most important cards if you're going to end up in the red-green Rhino yeah. strategy, which is not the most strong deck.
1: And our rare is Spell Swindle. Oh, boy. Oh my, we're not okay. picking that. <laughs> as much as it hurts me yeah. to pass a counterspell.
2: I have played Spell Swindle extensively in decks and magic online. It's actually, there is a deck for it. What's yeah. your deck? 5 color. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was to yeah, say yeah, the yeah.
0: Revel and Riches. Day. Revel and Riches deck. That,
2: that is the other option. Yep.
0: So are you sticking with Bishop Soldier as your pick for this pack? I definitely am. Okay.
1: Nice,
0: very interesting for sure, for sure. And uh, just one other quick note coming out of the PG I think that the blue green Merfolk and black white vampires are the top one and two decks that people are like these are the decks I want to be. Um,
2: red white aggro is also and red white aggro, yeah. Red white is also up there. Um, black blue is also very strong, but you need to get the right cards for it. You
0: definitely need a cutlass.
2: You need a cutlass. You need one with the winds and maybe more of it. You need fighters. some. You
1: need some <laughs> bats and some and some jeans. Yep. <laughs> Bats and pants, bats and pants, which is also how you can uh, drop a sick beat. Bats, and bats and pants
0: and, pants and pants and bats and pants and bats and pants and pants and pants. And pants, and pants. All right, everybody, let's talk some standard because uh, this PT was not only, a, oh yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sam
1: was like a little hostage writing notes. Please, <laughs> like, please, can I go to the I have a
2: funny story about this too. Uh, for for the oh, game. Oh yeah, up. yeah. I all right, I remember that game four. Yeah. I'm literally. I there
0: I remember like, seeing you. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Sam has to pee. Either Sam has to pee or his nerves have gotten to the point of oh, no. being out of control. <laughs> and then I heard you ask, like you, it wasn't a, a foregone conclusion that you were gonna win too, and you're like. Judge, can I please go to the bathroom during sideboarding? And it was before he had even won. (laughs) All right, everybody, it's time to talk with Standard. Now that we've let our little hostage take a break, (laughs)
1: leave the room for a second. (laughs) Are you ready to send health
0: messages? (laughs) I just scrawled "send help" onto his hand and held it up to the camera. I promise we're not keeping him here hostage, or are we? Or are we're we? We're Probably not. Probably. probably. <laughs> um. So, like, let's talk standard at this PT just to get it out of the way. In the top eight, we had four energy decks uh, of different iterations. They're not all teamer. Um. And but we, they were all basically. They were all. Base. No, they energy.
2: weren't. In fact, the Saltai deck was very Okay, different.
1: that's true, that's true. I um,
2: Seth's deck was incredible. Uh he he cut one of the like cards that was sort of the quintessential energy card uh from his deck, and it made his deck all the better. Um he cut Bristling Hydra.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's
2: not playing any bristling hydras in his seventy-five, which if you were to tell someone this, it seems kind of absurd because that was it is kind of the quintessential energy card and it was a card that my deck had a problem beating but he put in cards that were better against my deck he had some really good <laughs> um, cards against yeah. you um, his deck is fair. less of an energy deck and more of a more of a winding constructor deck
1: i was gonna say it looks kind of like a counter's deck yep um which is pretty cool
2: yeah, it's really cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, we also had a Jeskai Approach of the Second Sun. Oh, yeah.
2: Which, his deck Whew. is cool. Uh, it gets a lot worse in the top eight because your opponents get to see your whole deck list. Yeah, yeah. Fair. And when you see he doesn't have any Fumigates, Fumigate. the strategy against him gets very different. You flood your board out. You can just, like, go nuts. And you, you attack you have, with you know, one creature. Because t- he, he still has settles. He the wreckage. Settles, but... So you're attacking with one or two creatures at a time. Yeah. And then he has to use his settles. To kill one or two creatures. And that's okay because you're still gaining advantage against him. Seth's deck is very well positioned because with his walking ballistas, he doesn't ever need to attack. He plays a ballista. He keeps growing his ballista over and over Mm -hmm. and over. And once it's big enough, uh, Guillaume had very (laughs) few (laughs) ways to deal with it. And he could just shoot him for
0: 20. Yeah. Settle the wreckage, way easier to play around than (laughs) Fumigate. Yes, yes,
2: it is.
1: Very cool. Um. Let's see. We had a Nap Red.
2: Mhm. John Rolf's list was pretty cool as well. All of these lists were very cool. Um. I
1: love
0: how after you left, it's really, Seth, you're it's like, really nice of you to call cool deck Man. to call I Red.
2: Love, I love all of these decks though, because they're. It's not just the decks though. The people who piloted these decks are all super great players, and getting to see their iterations of common decks is really cool because they all have their sort of personal. Yeah, to it. like
0: Rolf had this Rampaging Ferocidons and uh Harsh Mentors.
2: Mhm. Um this is very similar to uh Sandy Dog's list that he won the PTQ with on Magic Online. Um, but nonetheless these Harsh Mentors are very strong against one of the hardest cards for uh mono red to deal with, which is Whirler uh, Virtuoso. So being able to have them take two damage every time they want to make a whirler, and then with these uh, rampaging choracidons, an extra damage.
1: That's like three damage for yeah. a thopter. Yeah. Hoof.
0: Do you want to pay that price? Hey, three, three energy, energy. Yep. three energy, and three damage. Yeah,
2: it's rough.
0: Yeah, rough. And of course, we had your Mardi vehicles.
2: Yeah, this was a. Really cool list. Uh, I'm going to say a special thank you to Ray Huang, who was this guy who tested with us. He's from uh, Wisconsin. I think he's from the Madison area. He came up with a lot of the innovations in this deck that actually pushed it over the top and helped us in our matchup.
1: What do you think are some of those innovations?
2: Um, he cut one of the veteran motorists, which seems kind of... Kind of crazy. It's a vehicle's deck, so yeah. cutting, cutting a, a driver car that interacts with our drivers is, or cutting <laughs> one of our drivers is kind of a, yeah. seems like a bad <laughs> idea, but we put in these uh, walking ballistas instead, and the walking ballistas uh, dealt with it. one of these issues, which was when they are playing a bunch of whirlers against us, how do we deal with the whirlers? Or, excuse yeah. me, the poppers. Yeah. Um, and so having a way to deal with that. Yeah, It four mana to deal with one, but that's okay. We're okay with that. Um, the card <laughs> is very good. Um, cutting a hazard is also another thing. This deck is not a hazard deck. You it looks like a Hazarette deck because it has hazards in it, but it's <laughs> it is primarily like an aggro deck with hazard at the top of the curve. Um, yeah, but the deck is not revolved around like emptying your hand and playing hazard on four. You just sometimes have these draws where you go one drop. One drop, one drop. Two drop, one drop. Okay, hazard at you.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so, the
0: other, oh yeah, go ahead. One
2: other big one. Yep. The other and most important card, and you you saw this a little bit on camera, um, was Dusk Dawn. Dusk Dawn yeah. is, thank you, Ray, so much for this. Dusk Dawn is this incredible card in the team or matchup. Uh, they're, I'll be honest, there's no better feeling than playing a Dusk Dawn when your opponent has two Bristling Hydras on the board.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
2: they, they the, there was this moment when I was playing against uh, Paul Riesel when he when I cast Dusk on he was like wait can I look at that he like read the card he put it back down looked at his board he, like read the card again he looked at the board and he put it back in my yard he's like wait can I read it again and he picks it up and he reads the second and he's like okay so the other have to cost five mana and he puts it back in my yard and then just like very like <laughs> slowly slowly I don't know the, the right word here, but Jerry, like, solemnly, I guess. I don't know if that's the word.
1: Yeah, solemnly. Solemnly scoops him up.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, going forward, I don't know how great this deck will be. The reason I think it did well at this tournament, and all of my teammates had, I, for the most part, my teammates had positive records and constructed. Um, and I think it's part of it was because we figured out a way to beat Teamer, But going forward, having people know that this is in our board may make it a little bit worse. Harder. It, yeah. It was because this was the first first time that we had used this tech, first time anyone had seen this tech, and no one really played around it. Yeah. No one knew to play around it. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, Very cool. Thank
2: you so much, Ray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> team Tower Games did pretty, pretty well at this PT.
2: I think so. Yeah. I think so.
0: Hometown represent. Very cool. Ooh. I just want to toot my own horn for a second toot because I was like they're like Marie, we're going to do a teams preview and we've got to pick teams and BDM was like here's the teams we're going to do and I'm like uh-uh, you put tower games in there for me and he was like, "All right, you crazy person!" And I'm like, "We'll see about that."
2: <laughs> I think you you really sold my story, even though you didn't. No one expected me to make top eight. I didn't expect it. Just having you root for me from day one did, was great. Was oh great. yeah,
0: I mean, give me a break. I know you guys are good, and you put in the work, <laughs> and uh, we did. And like you know, you're you're all so nice, uh, nice human beings too. So how can we not root for you? But uh, so. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, there is um, a lot of cool decks that showed up at this tournament. Like, this is a tournament that is unlike most PTs, where people are trying to break the format because it's so new. Mm-hmm. So, like, this was a different Pro Tour in that we already had an established game. We knew people were going to play Tumor. We knew people were playing Rami Nap Red, going into it. So we knew that we were gonna see those decks. But we also saw some different cool stuff yeah, that did. was completely new. Mm-hmm. And uh Megan alluded to it at the start of the show. Maria, tell us what captured oh, your heart. The deck that captured Maria's uh gray little heart, of course, was mono white vampires. <laughs> just call your heart gray. <laughs> um it's gray because I was playing black white vampires, and black and white makes gray. <laughs> And oh, went, you're right. Never mind. I said I was going to go over and watch Craig Wesco and see what he was playing, and sure enough, he was playing Black White Vampires, but not exactly the list that I had been playing on mm-hmm. Magic Online. It was a little different. I said, like, Craig, do you think you should have been playing the Mono White version? He said yes. And he also said, uh, I can't wait for Rivals to come out, because I think it's going to really push this deck over the top. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I completely agree with him. So, the, the Mono White Vampires deck, I did do a deck tech on it, because uh, I, of course, um, forced them to make me let me do it, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so into this deck. Um, but there there's a, diff- There's a number of different iterations, and it did well. It had a 100% conversion rate to day two. Everyone that yeah. played it made day two. And um, it just basically is able to gain so much life over the course of the game using Legion's Landing and a, a Catcher's Monument mm-hmm. in this deck, which, of course, we've seen as a part of a different decks. Our, our buddy made a top eight with a blue-white monument deck earlier this year, so... It's kind of an interesting iteration to put this in the Mono White Vampires deck. And Adanto Vanguard is just a freaking all star. Uh,
2: also, you have a three mana draw three, yep. which is yep. pretty cool. Legion uh,
0: Conquistador?
2: Very. Seems 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 bad. bad, but it's just that <laughs> the, the advantage of being able to put a body on the board and then draw three more cards. And also interact with. And with Ketra's Monument,
1: yeah. it's yeah. a two mana yeah. draw three. Yeah. Boom. Also, with a and one And then make a, one, a make one, 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 one. one, one, one. Uh, one. one.
2: Yeah. Um, Very, I really, I think the deck is great. You'll, you'll notice they also, uh, there was a one match on camera when they post boards slammed a Dusk Dawn. Yeah. And the teamer opponent just extended the hand. (laughs) Um, Yep. It's, it's a really... They, they discovered that tech as well, and it yep. worked really well for them as well.
0: And they are playing Angel of Invention to mm-hmm. pump uh, everything up, which I, I hadn't thought of and I think is really great. Um, I saw somebody playing a different kind of version, and they were playing Oketra's... Uh, what is it? The Trial of Oketra or whatever. Oh, Oketra's yeah. Trial. Plus what? two, plus one to everything. Do you remember that? Trial of Solidarity. Trial of Solidarity. Yeah. And I was just like, what?! So I don't think this was in the list um, that, that, that no. the top players were playing, but I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Very cool. It's also
2: great against Ram and Eprad, because oh, having yeah. the ability to get, if you need it, pump your team. If you don't need it, you're playing a, a what is it, a 4-4 f- uh, lifelink in the air four three lifelink and that's so strong against the deck that has a lot of two ones yeah and is trying to kill you <laughs>
0: just gets me excited what can i yeah, say I'm Megan, really there deck. there's decks for you too though i, I mean, mean there's
1: an a there's a just guy approach deck that's uh there let's, you go let's win
0: by not killing people <laughs> <laughs> let's just win by a clean card that says you win, you win the game. The game. You, you know what's more control than that? Like you don't even have to do damage to them.
1: Oh, you don't have to you don't have to like mess about with a creature? creatures.
2: I'm really hoping Goodness. they get more more treasures in the next set so we can get the the pro tour Rebel, Rebel and riches. riches. That
1: would be sweet. I
2: would I would be so thrilled. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me
0: too. There is a freaking red white approach of the second sun deck using mm-hmm. Sunbirds Invocation. Mm-hmm. So that was at Nationals, yeah. Yeah. And that Super deck did. Pr- that
1: that guy ended up like tenth. You can find that on the on the Daily MTG site in the coverage for Nationals. Uh, it's pretty cool. By the way, it it works. It if works. You, if you hit an approach off of an approach, and <laughs> vacation, you win. You win the game.
0: There's a Grixis control deck. For Control fans out there with Shaheen Sarani talked about it. Um, I talked, was talking to him about playing this deck. He is a noted control player, and he played ramming up Red at the last pro tour because all of his teammates were like, what? You've got to play the best deck, dude. What? You want to be bid, play the best deck. And he was like, You know what? No, I'm going back to my roots for this pro tour because there is so much, so much to be said for playing something that you know that you know you're good at, yeah. And he's absolutely. like, control, no matter what the deck is, you've always got the same game plan going on, essentially. And I want to be true to myself, and I'm going to play this deck. And I <laughs> thought that was a really cool point, you know? So it's not always just going in and saying, I am playing the number one best deck, but playing something that speaks to your heart, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Sam, people, speaking of playing things that you know, mostly you're a limited player. We covered this when you were on last time. You, basically, when you won the RPTQ... That was like the first time you'd really played standard.
2: It's true. It's true. I'm not really a standard player. I, it's, uh, the skill
0: I, set flaps over, though, you know? I, yeah.
2: I'm, I have not played a whole ton of standard, but I did before this tournament.
0: But the, I guess my question
1: is, like, so you practiced a lot for standard going into this. Do you feel like you used to call yourself a limited player? Do you feel like maybe... Like, do you feel the siren call of Standard calling to you now?
0: Sam! 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 I, Sam, Sam!
2: I like Standard. I can't. <gasps> I, I think wow. that is there a... you go. I, I don't know. I think it is a... F- the, the issue is it can be cost prohibitive. Um, and yeah. having friends who are willing to lend me decks so that I can play in tournaments is really exciting. And one of the great things about the Magic community and, is that if you get a good play group, you find friends you can play with... You can really just like trade cards around, share cards with each other, and find a good deck. Uh big thank you to Dylan at Tower Games. He lent me my deck. Um, I have a Tower Games hoodie on right now. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show it to the <laughs> show camera. Show it off. Show it up. Yeah. Dylan's a really cool guy. Uh, he really. He, Dylan's a really cool guy. He put our.
0: Uh, <laughs> he put
2: our team together. Um, as soon as he found out that six people who play at the Tower Games shop uh, were all in the the pro tour, he was like. Guys, like, I really, I think it'd be great if we ha- had a team. I'll lend you the decks. I'll, like...
0: Do you know um, where your team ended up?
2: I think we ended up seventh in the team standings, but I believe that was, it's a very top-heavy thing. It is. And because I did well, that's how we ended up so well. And we had a couple other players. Daniel Weiser did awesome. Uh, he he got us a fair number of uh, PT pro points. Um, we need to qualify. People need to qualify for the next pro tour, though, if we want to stay in the running.
0: Yeah. Awesome, very cool. All right, let's ask Sam some some hot questions.
2: I'd tell you one thing. I really did love playing against Mike Sigrist. I went and edited his uh, Wikipedia article yesterday to include his latest pro tour success. I was like, I was like, what a cool guy, like. The world needs to know how great he is, like, let's... You let's edited you his edited
0: thing? You edited yeah, his I, Wikipedia page? I put his...
2: Because it, it wasn't updated. I wanted to know <laughs> how he was doing, so I added his winnings, and I added his... Uh,
0: oh my god, the, that's so cute.
2: I, I can't handle it. <laughs>
0: And we didn't talk about, by the way, congrats to Seth Manfield uh, for taking the whole thing yeah. down. Yeah. Um, fabulous work on his behalf. And, of course, Sigris, too. Um, he, well, there's a lot of jokes being thrown around that weekend about like how he was the lone non-Hall of Famer on the Channel Fireball team. And he's like, what do we call, quote-unquote, least accomplished player or whatever? But he really showed everybody this weekend that he's got this stuff to be you Mike, know,
2: yeah. all-time all-star. He's great. He's great. He was a—he uh, was great. Honestly, playing against him, he was so nice. Uh, we chatted a bit. He, he told me about his family. He told me about his daughters. He has two two year old uh, twin daughters. Adorable. Adorable. And he told me all about it. So he was really nice, really friendly. I honestly, what a great opponent. Um, so was Seth, though. Seth was great as well. Uh, before the match, Seth actually knows Greg. Our friend Greg, who is on the show, yep. knows him personally from because his sister is one of Greg's best friends.
0: That's so cool. Aww. And
2: so before the match started, I was like, by the way, Greg wishes us both luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Small Aww. world. Small world. All
1: right. I've got um, a question from Facebook here. Uh, Peter asks, uh, did you ever consider using Fleet Wheel Cruiser in your deck and what are your thoughts on that card?
2: I hadn't honestly. That's a really good question. Um, I suppose that as sets get older, it's it's harder to to think of every possible card. Um, free, I'm
0: trying to remember what Fleet Real is. Basically,
2: does. it does a It's a pretty it's, good hazard impression. That yeah. is a four mana, five three. Yeah. Um, oh with yeah, the trample right, with, and, and haste. And haste. And I believe it's crew one.
1: Yeah. You know? But when it comes into play, you don't need to crew it that turn. That's like it right. it comes in and it's a creature its first turn by itself. It's a car that it drive.
0: Like it's a Google drive, self-driving car. Peter,
2: okay. that's a stellar a question. question. I wish you had messaged me during testing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I've got, I'm going to pull up some questions over here from Discord. All right. Uh... For, for Sam, if you had one uh, tip for players looking to get to their first pro tour, what would it be? A similar question probably what we asked you on the how to make your first pro
2: tour mm-hmm. episode. Um, practice, practice, practice. Play Magic Online. That's my biggest tip. Play Magic Online. Um, it is. It feels expensive, but as you get better, you'll notice you win more, and as you win more, you can just put those prizes that you win back into playing tournaments. Um, they talk about going infinite on Magic Online. One really good way to do that is to play standard. Again, the cost of getting into it is a little bit high, but if you have people, if you know people who could lend you a deck, just playing two or three standard tournaments and playing them well, you'll you'll find yourself getting better, and you can win and then win more, and I don't know, it's great. <laughs>
1: uh, how many oranges can you eat in one sitting?
0: Oh, great question. I,
2: I You know, to be honest, I don't have a good answer. Probably... As many oranges I'm diabetic This is a cruel question
1: (laughs) So we'll say like For your personal safety
2: Mm, Like two Like two Okay fair enough It's not a very funny answer
1: And From the same person Gabe uh, What would you have changed About your deck construction In retrospect
2: Might be playing some Fleet wheel cruisers (laughs) (laughs) Um
0: all right, here you go. Uh, from MTG Malber, Darth Malber. What kind of things do you do to keep your cool as at a competitive event as competitive as a pro tour? And this is a really cool thing that you've got going on right here too.
2: Yeah. Um, so a couple things. The first big thing is, uh, it's a sort of a long story. I have this really cool pair of socks, and they have a dinosaur on them, and there's a guy riding the dinosaur. And uh, that's what you can see on the sock. It's like a stick figure guy riding a stick figure dinosaur. Those are great socks. Amazing. But on the bottom, beneath the shoe and the part that you can't really see, it says, I got this. It says, I got this. And so whenever I would sit down at a match, I would say, play one game at a time. Just think, breathe, you got this. And I write myself a little note every time. It says, breathe, you got this. Or breathe, I got this. Apparently it said, breath, I got this, because I don't know how to spell, (laughs) but... uh, (laughs) Now I've learned my mistake. Okay. Uh,
0: so can, okay. If we, you can learn anything from us, I'm glad you, you took we, something away. How to spell the word <laughs> breathe. Has That's any... really what Maria and I have to <laughs> offer.
2: To be honest, that was also another thing when I was on camera. It, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, How I Met Your Mother. When he's starting to write the word professor on the board, he can't remember how to spell it. <laughs> I'm sitting there on camera like... Mm. <laughs> you know i'll just leave it at breath because like i don't know it's, it's fine
0: you also had a hat on during the top eight was that to kind of help you focus as well
2: yeah um it's really hard being on camera the lights are really bright uh there's sound coming from everywhere So they give you noise-canceling headphones during the top eight. Those were really helpful, but the the light was still blinding. And I actually, I chatted with Mike during the first round, and I was like, that's a really cool hat. He's like, yeah, I'm not really a Pokemon fan. I like this hat, though, and it really helps my keeping the light out of my eyes. Yeah? I was like, that's an excellent idea. I was like, Judge, can I go get my hat? The judge was like, mm, Yeah, fine, fine. So I sprinted back to my, my uh suitcase, <laughs> grabbed my hat from my suitcase and came back and I wore it and it really helped. The the lights not shining in your eyes as much. So
0: Yeah, and nice. you got cameras pointing at you and judges surrounding you. It's blah, blah, a blah.
2: million degrees. It is a million degrees. <laughs> uh, and the That cameras, sounds like my
1: dream, but...
0: Yeah, I'm a lizard person. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Cameras are HD, so they get to see every drip of sweat.
1: <laughs> rolling, rolling down your face. Um, all right, we've also got... Um, what was your testing process for your first PT? Um, this is from Josh.
2: Josh, I lived in... Uh, I was in Phoenix for the Grand Prix, and then on Monday I flew into Albuquerque. Um, And I was in an Airbnb with a group of guys, some of the, honestly, some of the greatest Magic players that I know. Uh, We were staying with uh, Matt Stanky, Ray Huang from uh, Madison, and then my Tower Games team, and uh, Max McVitie from Michigan. And we all, we just played Magic 10 hours a day. Uh, Someone would say, let's try this card. And then we would try it, and we would play it. So for a while, we were on Inventor's Goggles. We thought our deck was going to be playing.
1: Wow. We were
2: replacing Bowman Couriers with Inventor's Goggles. Um, All right. It... You know, you play them on one, and then turn two, you play a, another guy. Or, like, you play a, a creature on turn one, like, one of the tool crafts, and then turn two, you attack, and then you play your goggles and your Inventor's Apprentice. And the way that those work is they attach once you play the creature. So they're not, like, yeah. cut lists that they come onto the creature, but, like, you play the goggles, and then you play... Uh, the creature. The creature. And the
1: goggles are like... Yep.
2: <laughs> so then on turn two, you'd have a 3-5. A wow. So, yeah. a, you know, a 3-2 and a 3-5. So. It's pretty solid. Yeah, very strong.
0: All right, here I've got a bit of a longer one uh, from Discord. Do you have any advice for someone who's trying to improve, making the jump from more casual to more competitive player, but is intimidated at the seriousness slash harshness a lot of competitive players give off? I find that a lot of ins- aspiring competitive players seem so focused on winning that not only do they get salty and often feel entitled to win against newer players, but also often appear to lose the fun in playing more casual magic. In fact, watching Sam on the Pro Tour has actually inspired me and given me much more hope that it is possible to play at such a t- level of skill and competition, yet stay positive and have fun playing. Playing.
2: There's kind of a there's a valley it seems like, yeah. um, and as people people get very very close to being super competitive, they get into this position where they're they're almost breaking through they're almost winning, and it's hard for them to have fun because they have reached this point where they feel like they've almost done it and they've almost done it. But then when you get to the and that's that's tough. You play against a lot of those yeah. players, and it's tough because they they do see. I've I've n- no no insults here because i know i was one of these players and it's not it's it's kind of a place that most players end up in for a little while because you work so hard and you almost make it and you almost make it and you almost and there's a
1: lot riding on all of those games too yes which i think is is meant to acknowledge it's just like you feel a lot of pressure over an extended period of time Mm -hmm. like you're gonna you're gonna be kind of tough on the outside
2: and then you finally make it and you've made it past all these players and you're one of them and you're feeling grumpy and you make it to the pro tour. <laughs> and like, I, honestly, I feel like I'm tearing up because everyone was so nice. You don't understand. Like it's you get to the pro tour and all of those tough exteriors are mostly gone. There are still some people who are like that. But everyone you made against, it, you know, everyone I played against was so nice. Like. Like even day one, you know, uh, I played against Mark Jacobson, uh, who is on Mass Drop East, I think. Really nice guy, really nice guy. And he asked me after the match, I like, I had made a misplay. He asked me about it. He was like, like good misplay. It actually won you the game. And he he we we talked through the plays, and he yeah. was really nice about it. Everyone I've like played against was so friendly. Um, and so I will say once you get to that level, it seems intimidating to get there, but once you get there, everyone is so great.
0: And you know what? I think you're a breath of fresh air, Sam. I just want to like reiterate that point. Watching you play on camera was just like, absolutely wonderful because you're sitting there playing the same way I play against you when we play a draft in this house you're like sitting there talking through what you're doing you're like okay hope you don't have anything all right oh that was a good you know like that was a good one or whatever and like it's just so wonderful to see somebody still have that you know fun and just like the game is a game, right? It's and fun. It's a fun, fun <laughs> game. And to see you having fun playing in the Pro Tour Top 8, which is such an incredibly stressful environment and so much is on the line, was just just an absolute joy for me. And I know for a lot of people watching, too. So, it was
2: fun even when I wasn't on camera. Yeah. It was always fun throughout. Um, it was stressful when I was on camera, but it was still fun.
0: Um, I remember when you locked for Bilbao, you uh, came up and you just, you're just like, I made a dispute. <laughs> and I was like, yeah,
2: buddy, you did it! And you know the fun thing is, th- going to Spain wasn't what I was excited about. I'm so excited to go with Greg. Greg, this is for you. I'm excited to go to Spain with you. It's going to be so much fun. Aww. Um, yeah. Greg's one of my best friends. He was on the show. Yep. Um, He was going to be going to Spain by himself. He didn't have anyone else going with yeah. him. And now i get got to go with Greg to Spain. It's going to be so great. <laughs> Aww.
1: That's so awesome.
2: Uh.
1: Um. So, uh. Steven asks... First thought when you discovered you'd have to beat Reed Duke to win and in the top eight.
2: Uh I didn't think it was a win and in.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: But when I thought I had to play against Reed Duke, it's the same it's the same thought process. One game of magic at a time. Breathe. You got this. Yeah. And I was or when on the you're my like life thinking pad.
1: about sharks and you're like <laughs> The closest
0: one's in an aquarium. The closest one's in an aquarium. It's it, gonna be fine.
1: It's gonna be okay.
2: But then you remember that hammers break glass, and there are hammerhead sharks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna write on my notepad now if I'm ever in a stressful magic situation. The closest shark is, is behind it in an glass. aquarium. <laughs> Well, big thanks and congratulations to Sam Islandfelt for coming on our show. Thanks so much, buddy. You d- you deserve yeah, all of it. We're so
1: proud we're of you. We're so proud of you. We're
0: so proud of you. So many people are coming up to me, they're like, you're like, are you just the proudest little mom right now? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes I am. Yes. yes, I am. Strutting around like, like a very proud little chicken. You
2: want to see a proud mom, you should see the messages my mom was sending me <laughs> all weekend.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cute.
1: Was
2: uh, she, she watching yeah. you? Oh yeah, she would send me these like two paragraphs, like after every match, or after every couple matches, she would send me like a two-paragraph long message, Aww. like you know what your grandma would used to say, or like, <laughs> uh, you know like
1: feel so great, Sam.
2: You battled from twenty-seventh place to eighth place. You should feel good about yourself. That's like, so all cute. All these really sweet mom messages, and that's I, so cute. I'll send you the photo so you can uh, so you can post it on your blog. Yeah. Is, she she made a big sign that said, "Sam is our champion." <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: uh, god. That's the cutest. <laughs> Moving forward, Sam, what is what is your plan now? Are you? How do you feel about like your space in professional magic and what it means for you in your life? Like, what are you gonna try and do? Um,
2: above all, I'm a grad student. Yeah, uh, I really enough. love playing magic, and I will keep doing my best. Um, I will take time off of school when I can to play magic, and I will travel to GPS when I can. Uh, I mentioned this on Twitter, but. Uh, well, I wasn't using Twitter for magic before, but I guess I am now. So that's yeah. a change. I mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, going forward, I will try and travel to GPs a bit more. Uh, I couldn't afford it before, but as of now, I I got a small handful of cash from the from the PT, and part of that will go towards making sure I can I can attend some grand prix. I really love playing. Um, yeah. I love traveling, so being able to do that a bit more is. Honestly, that is the dream. That is the dream. And getting to do it with my friends is even better.
0: If people want to follow you on Twitter, uh, what's your handle?
2: Uh, It's Islandfelt. That's how you pronounce it. It's Islandfelt. (laughs) Uh, Are you
0: taking a dig at me right now, Sam? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was so funny because BDM comes up to me at some point. He's like, it's pronounced Islandfelt, Maria. And I'm like. How are you saying it? I've been saying his name wrong my whole life.
2: Yeah, I don't mind though. Wait,
0: I don't understand how you mispronounce it.
2: It's, you, you like, you, you see say the Ill. I-H at the beginning. Ill, and you think. So this is an I-H, so you.
0: You said ill and felt. Ill and felt. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Sam. I apologize now in front of this entire Magic Nation. I think it's, it's
2: funny. Really my, my funny. My parents, they were like, as soon as you started winning, they started saying your name right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm a big dummy.
2: It's, it's my last name Is my trip.
1: I-H-L-E-N-F. E-L-D-T
2: There you go. Got Um, it. There's a silent H and a silent D. Second letter, second to last letter. Everything else just kind of makes sense.
1: Just like silent ham, silent domino. As the phrases go.
0: (laughs) Now I want to make a Twitter handle at (laughs) silent ham. But you can't tweet ham. from it.
2: You, I never, I get, you never tweet. I, I, am the, I am the silent ham. You've put it together like portmanteau and it's Sam. Silent ham. Silent
1: ham. Oh ham. my God. Whoa. So everyone. I
2: am the silent ham. <laughs>
1: this, is, this has been our interview with Sam. Silent ham. Silent ham. I <laughs> so much, Sam. Yeah. So many congratulations. We're so happy for you. Mm -hmm. It's just the
0: best. Congratulations to everybody who is a patron. (laughs) Patreon.com slash MTACast. And of course, Card Kingdom uh, for being our amazing sponsor on this show, too. Check
1: this video out on YouTube.com slash cast where you can see Sam's little
0: handwritten note of help me. Help me. And if you want to <laughs> save Sam, I don't literally know. Really
2: handwritten, written yeah, on, handwritten. on my hand. Get your
0: helicopter in here and airlift him out, because there's exactly. going to be no other way. We're keeping him, and he's going to teach us how to make top eights.
2: <laughs> uh, two quick shout-outs. Shout-out to my girlfriend, Margot because she's the best. And, she's uh, adorable. And shout-out to my team, uh, Tower Games. You guys are great. And Ray Hong, especially, who's sort of on the team.
0: Oh. Awesome. Nice. Alright, check back here next week for more magic action and a Megan story too. You guys so are nice. good. Nice.